This is the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So, Bart, as we're waiting for the Jets' guests, and we'll set up for that in a moment, and it's uh, it's uh, Harvey Lange, uh Who is it? Okay, so he's here with us right now. Perfect timing as we bring him right in. And Harvey, let me uh, first congratulate you on a career night on Monday Night Football with ten tackles, nine solo. And I'm telling you, you jumped off the page, man. Like I, we were in our group chat. All of us are are, are Jets guys, and we're we're group chat on the show, and we're all going like. Who is this guy? Like, like he's everywhere. He's all over the place. So you jumped off the page. For you, I know it was a loss, but it's on Monday night, a big stage. Probably a long time coming for you. It probably felt great to have, for you personally, to have a game like that. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, like you said, though, it's not a win. So that's, the, that's the number one thing we're, we're looking for and striving for just to get a win and to keep on winning and feel the closer to win. But, but to be out there with, with the boys and, you know, Monday night football, it doesn't get better than that. Just go out there and play and know that you're the only game on. You know, growing up in football, it's been from here to play on night. But. I mean, I understand you have to be modest, but I don't. I, I don't have to be modest, so I can be your hype man for you. Let me tell you, man. Those dreads you have look like streamers. That's how fast you were moving, man. You were playing like your hair was on fire. You were playing like a man that was going to take advantage of the opportunity that you got. We know no C.J. Mosley. We know Avery Williams moved on. Blake Cashman's injured. Listen, I've been here. That's how I got my start. My first start was on Monday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers after Ray Lewis put blew his hamstring out. That performance, my friend, is one of those performances that prepare that. Prepare Propel you and make personnel departments have to go and reevaluate. You know who they, they believe is going to be the mainstay at that position. So you serve notice, my friend. And you should take a bow for that. You, you look like you were playing like the Cougar. I know you know you're a Jet right now, but you're a Cougar. How proud are you of your Cougars as well, and how great they're doing in college football? Hey, uh, hey, it's nice that you know some. Uh Get, get some hype from, you know, from a guy that's been in my shoes and has, you know, had to be, had to, had to get up on a Monday night and things get to do. But, like, yeah, man, my students are doing their thing. I just hope and pray that, uh, the, the college football teams just show us some love. So it's like, they, they don't like going to club over there because, you know, it's just a church on school. Man, my guys don't have fall So, well, you guys make you guys make a lot of noise. I know this is about you, but I find that you know players usually like to talk more about their alma mater than they like to talk about themselves. It kind of puts you in a tough spot to really talk about you, how great you are, how great you played. But um, do you think they should maybe expand the college football season and, and expand the, the the field so maybe a non power five can get an opportunity to maybe play in a tournament and earn their way to that final four? One hundred percent. You know, it's, uh, especially with what on. Uh, this past year, I'm starting this year with the pandemic and all that. Um, I understand, uh, the teams that, uh, we have played aren't, aren't the highest level of, you know, competition, but man, going, going eight in a row, nine in a row, whatever, uh, whatever it is, and winning every game, man, that's, that's tough. Cause, it's always a Cinderella story. It's always the underdog story where people will just nut up at the right time and just win. But, you know, no team has done that against BYU, and I just hope that they can keep it going and get some more, uh, you know, national credit. 
when you talk about uh, Cinderella stories, it usually has a, a a star, and the star is usually a great quarterback. You know, uh, with the field being wide open, I know we hear a lot about Trevor Lawrence. We hear a lot about Justin Fields. But, you know, what type of quarterback and what have you seen from Trey Lance? And can he be one of these guys that can move up the board and potentially, you know, be one of these first-round steals? Yeah, 100%. Uh, um, and it's, it's a, it's, I just believe that, that that position as a whole has so much responsibility on itself when you can go out there and do that over and over and over and over and keep being consistent. You know, that's probably the biggest word that I've, I've learned here in the NFL is, you know, you got to be consistent and you got to do your job consistently. Um, you know, of course, be available and uh, accountable, but uh, consistency is probably the biggest thing that I hear in the league all the time. And, and for any QB to come out and do what they need to do on a consistent uh, basis, and then they, they have a, a, a great shot just like anyone else that, that has done that all from the past. Talking with Jets linebacker Harvey Lange. He had 10 tackles in the Monday night game against the Patriots. You actually started your NFL career in New England with the Patriots. That's where you had your uh, your first game, your first experience in, in the NFL. But with the Jets now over these last two seasons, it's a, it's a lot of talk about the importance of developing players and bringing players along. Can you give us a little insight on that, like, like how that's going on behind the scenes? We see the main players, but... To keep a guy like you ready so that when a position opens up like it did, when, as Bart mentioned, Avery moves on, he gets traded, you step in and you're ready to go. What's that process like that the fans don't see with players that aren't on the field every single game? Yeah, you know, and you guys probably understand it. You know, those that have played in this league and played the sport, it's a developing, it's a developing uh, process. Um, we have a very young team and um, like you said, you know, I came from the Patriots. Um, I'm a little bit older guy. I took two years off in college to go serve a church mission. Um, so, you know, this would be my fifth year in the league, but my fourth year. Um, I was running back all the way to about my junior year in college, so I switched to linebacker. So, I've been trying to develop that by going to the Patriots and coming here to the Jets and, and being a part of a young organization and and uh, trying to build a identity for ourselves. It's, um, it's a process. And, you know, like you said, uh, training guys, developing younger guys, drafting other guys. Um, I always have been, you know, in the back pocket, just working my way on the field, special teams or whatever it was. It was, you know, uh, a heavy package for the run package or whatever it was. Um, I'll just wait for the opportunity to, you know, open up. And, and whenever it does, you got to be ready for that. Um, I was super excited to get that opportunity. But like you said, a lot of people don't understand the process of building a team and the understanding of how uh, injuries, trades, and uh, all these things go into it and uh, different personnel and identities that you want for a team. Um and, you know, I have, I have 100% faith in, uh, Doug Douglas and his squad and, and, uh, and know that whatever situation, what kind of identity they want for the New York Jets, they're working on that and they're building on that and I'm just grateful to be a part of it. 
Well, as we lost connection, you can see we're all in different places, and I lost con- contact with uh, with Allen. But I wanted to ask you. To me, it sounds like you sound like the game is slowing down for you. You mentioned that you spent six years, you know, in college, and you know that you're still early in the process, even though your age may not reflect, you know, your years in the league. So it sounds like the the game is slowing down for you, and you're starting to get a bigger picture. You know, who were some of the people that contributed to you being able to hold on? Because sometimes when they look at your age and sometimes when you're a special team player, the hardest thing to do is to change the narrative where they don't see you as a special team or a core guy when they start to see you as a guy that could potentially be a star in this league. You know, who were some of the influences that kind of kept you, you know, to learn how to do the little things and how to be a professional? Because I know that when you're that guy that, I should say, had got one foot on a banana peel, you know, and the other one out the door, you know, a lot of times, you know, you don't get the reps and you don't get the you, – you, you just have to watch and you're doing the look teams. So who was somebody that, that, that kind of pulled you to the side and took you under the wing to show you how to be a pro? Man, I would say uh, uh, when I got into the league, uh, uh, Kyle Van Noy, Dr. Hightower, you know, uh, 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 uh uh, so basically, you're saying we owe we we owe the Patriots for your success. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you no, just no, lost no. us. Those guys, those guys, <laughs> those guys taught me how to be LA, man. This is all craziness right now, but once you understand it, it starts going down. Uh, and then when I fight over here, the Jets, uh, of course, Jay Mosby, Avery Williams. Uh, See, that's better. Uh, that's what I think. All these guys have been helping me out. So. Well, it's, it's it's great to hear. It's great to see that, you know, the success, the hard work, everything else that you've been putting in has started to pay off. And I'm telling you, like I said, we're watching this game, and we all were. And it's no offense to you. It's not like we're saying, you, you know, nobody knows who you are. The point is, it's like you Planet see a number, speed. you see a guy, and you're like, whoa, who's that? Haven't seen him, and, man, this guy is jumping off the page. That was you. And I'll tell you what, if you do that for the rest of the season, people will know your name, and they'll keep talking about you. So good luck, good health, and thanks for joining us, Harvey. Appreciate you. Put some extra uh, down in the dress so like it makes you look like you're moving fast when it's moving in the wind. <laughs> yeah. Don't miss Bart Scott and Alan Hahn. Weekdays at 11 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN.